the Othello Foursquare podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit OthelloFoursquare.org. Oh my goodness, it's so good to be with you guys again. Uh, I, last week I was gone, I missed y'all. We were in, uh, we were on the Pondre River, uh, just at family vacation, great time. I was out there on the water with Jesus, catching bass, thinking about you guys. So, <laughs> anyway, no, I, you know, I was so encouraged this morning, um, just the Holy Spirit, oh my goodness, during worship, and I, I got this analogy as we went into that extended run of just, you're so holy, God, that you ever have guests over at your house that you really like? Everybody's like, no, I never have guests over that I don't like. Uh, the ones you really like, all right, you, when they stay long and you're, you're having a good time, you don't want them to leave. You're actually like, no, 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 please stay. I felt that joy from the Father this morning as we are in worship. Just like, no, you're in my house. Please, just, just stay. Like, come on, we'll just keep, we'll keep doing this forever. And so anyway, I, I was just so encouraged. Thank you guys for... That was like, ah, feed my soul. Anyway, and most of the time I'm holding a child, so today was like a break, which was nice. Thank you, honey. I was like, wow. Anyway, um, so uh, we're going to get right into it this morning. The Lord, kind uh, of, David asked me to speak like a few months ago now, and I, I was like, yeah, God is doing something in me, and I, I want to share it, but it wasn't finished yet, and the very thing that he's been showing me is the thing I had to wait for. Do you know what I mean? So I, I wanted to share personally, because I, I could give you, I was talking to somebody that's like this, I could give you a word about God, right? But if God inspires it, I can give you a word from God, right? So I just had that analogy, and the Lord was like, nope, nope, kind of like I was like a, a lab. I have labs. Anybody else have labs? You ever put a lab on a leash for the first time? They're like, I'm ready. I'm not. Anyway, so, so I, um, I definitely had that feeling of I want to share, but I wasn't ready, and so I had to listen and be obedient, and then that's what he's been showing me, is, hey, let's keep in step with the Spirit, which is like what I shared last time. It's my life message, guys. It's always going to come back to that. Keep in step with the Spirit. I do what he does. I go where he goes, because... Otherwise, I'm out here floating, trying to do my own thing, and that's not fun. So, Okay, so it, let's open up the Word to Mark 11. Anybody do this song in their head when they're flipping? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. All right. <laughs> I was homeschooled for a season. That's basically all we did. <laughs> My mom was like, I could teach you math, or I could teach you the Bible all day. So, putting it to use. Thanks, Mom. All right. Um, so, Mark 11, 12, 12 through 14, we're going to talk about the fig tree. And the, the, the sermon title is Lessons from the Fig Tree, uh, because it, it was something that I read, and the Holy Spirit said, focus in on that. Hold on pump the brakes. So here we go. The next day, 
as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. So, I'm like, wait a second, God, what, what is that? Well, <clears throat> the Lord started to show me something about seasons through this. Because I'm reading, it wasn't the season for figs, so understandably there wouldn't be, be fruit on this fig tree. The, the four things that he started to show me were this. Jesus restricted his life, was restricted by seasons in early life, right? He came in bodily form to live life as a man. So he restricted himself to a season, right? To many seasons. Because how many of you know God could have inserted himself at any point in time? Okay, so check this out. I was reading this book. It was a book by A.W. Tozer, but Tozer quotes C.S. Lewis in it. And it totally is blowing my mind. I think I've, I've shared with a lot of you this analogy, but he said, if you're, if you're trying to figure out God in time, picture a sheet of paper, that's easy, huh? and draw a timeline on it, right? Okay, God is the sheet of paper. He doesn't fit in the timeline. He's not bound by what happens here and what happens there. He sees it all, right? So he blows up my mind this, with this revelation, and I get it, and I'm like, I want to share that. And then the Lord says, no, no, I'm not done yet. <laughs> so Jesus, he's showing me, Jesus was actually restricted to seasons. He was restricted his life, but he was obedient in every situation, regardless of season. Yeah. And we'll get into that. Um, however, he, almost, he also demonstrated the Father's authority over every season. Okay, so this is, this is the kicker. We may feel like we're in a season. And God, and for me, I see a lot of families in the crowd today. I'm like, yes, you know exactly where I'm at. You're holding kids. You've got kids piling out the back of the minivan, right? You're just like, this is a season. And you feel it. It's, it's so evident because everything you do is like, I've got kids, <laughs> right? Or, or, you know, I'm retired or I'm in high school. You're... Our life is a lot of times defined by seasons. But at any point in time, God might require you to bear fruit outside of the season that you're in. And that is the beauty of co-laboring with heaven. And that's the beauty of walking with God and keeping in step with the Spirit. Because if I'm, not, if I'm walking with God and keeping in step with the Spirit, I know when it's time, when, it, when it's his voice to say, you're in a season of family, Sam, it's very clear to see, right? But right now, I need you to preach, or I need you to go pray for that person, even though you, you've got 12 people with you, and it's a whole production to get to the door, right? But, but no, it's always in every season being obedient. So, Jesus demonstrated that. Um, all right, so, th what that led me to is we need to be we need to seek him for the season we're in and be obedient to him, even if it costs us something. 
Because how many of you know when you are in a season and there's grace and there's peace to be in the season that you're in, which are the two keys we'll get to, but when you're in that season, it costs us a lot to go outside of season to fulfill what God is calling you to. It's the sacrifice portion. It's the slave. It's the not my will, but your will, right? So, okay. So what we're going to rewind. So that's my, that's my recap or my intro, guys. I'm new to preaching, if you can't tell. It's fun. <laughs> oh, I got to start somewhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Full transparency, that's what you're going to get, all right? I do not profess to know everything. Uh, all right, so we see that Jesus restricted his life to seasons because he came as a baby, all right? John 1.14, we can pull that up if you want, if you can, if you got dialed up. All right, beautiful. It says, the word became flesh made and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So good. So he not only stepped, put himself in human flesh, but then Luke 2, 5, Luke 2.52, you pull that one up? Sweet. Oh, this is awesome. Oh, that's, oh, sorry. Yeah, can we, Luke 2.52, is that 2.22.40? That's lower. That's the next point. There we go. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and the officers of the temple of the guard and the elders. Oh, no, it's the wrong one. I think you were right. Luke 2, 52. There we go. Yeah, there it is. That's the one I'm looking for, guys. That demonstrates the point. <laughs> so it says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So what that tells you is he not only was in human form, but then he was obedient to the different seasons of life, right? How many of you know, <laughs> I was working on explaining this to my son this week, when I have a seven-year-old who wants to go into a raging river and catch salmon, would it be wisdom to let him? <laughs> no. Would it be love to let him? No. So that's where I need to know He's not in that season. Let's go, let's wait. Even though it's very hard for him to wait because he's like his dad. He's like, it's a big fish, I can catch it. I'm like, well, if it pulls you down the river, you might catch him eventually. <laughs> All right, so, sorry, rabbit, leaving him alone. Okay, so he grew in favor with God and man, and then John 2 says, John 2, 4, when Mary, or Mary, Jesus' mother, comes and talks to Jesus and says, hey, the, we're out of wine at the wedding, right? He says, my time has not yet come. So he actually says, hold on, hold on. I am not, I understand what season I'm in. So how many of you know, Jesus understands your season. He sees your life, not linear, not done where are you right now at this moment he sees the beginning the middle where you're at now the season to come he sees it all it's all laid out before him that's why the psalmist says let my life be a pleasing sacrifice to you right holy and acceptable because i don't want to do this season really well and peak and then drop off 
right? I want this whole thing to glorify him because my heart is, Lord, I want to know you. I want to please you. Okay, so he understands your season. Now, the conversation with, with Mary, I love this. This is a little rabbit I'm going to chase because I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to. Okay, <laughs> when Mary comes and says, hey, we're out of the wine at the wedding, and then she tells the disciples, just listen to him. He says, it's not my season. Just listen to him. I firmly believe, you know how when you go to one parent and they say, hey, uh, dad, you know, or you, you say, hey, dad, can I take the car? He says, no, it's not your, not your time. And then you go to mom, hey, mom, can I take the car? Yeah, I need eggs, <laughs> right? You go back to dad, hey, dad, mom needs eggs. I firmly believe that's what happened with Jesus and the father. Totally Sam's opinion. Everybody say Sam's opinion, not in scripture. All right. <laughs> But I think it was like, well, you better listen to your mom. <laughs> Go get the eggs, kid. May not be your season. Well, it is now. <laughs> so that, that's, I think, how that went. Just a side note. Okay. But Jesus, so then that moves us. So he is obedient in every situation. Right? And that illustrates that. So John 1, 14 says, the word became flesh, made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. He grows, oh, shoot, that was old. <laughs> Again, I'm new to this. All right, he's obedient. So Philippians 2, 8 says he was obedient unto death, right? Okay, so this is, this is brutal. <sighs> And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Can you guys imagine what it would look like for your dad to say, hey, Sam, I need you to go die on a cross. It's going to be painful. You're going to get beaten up, but I need you to be obedient to it. Even when, look at this, Luke twenty-two forty-two says, he's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, right? That conversation, he's, he's at this point sweating blood because he's so stressed out about the fact that the Father said you need to go on a die on a cross. So the season you're in, if you're having a moment <laughs> where you're holding two kids and the third one is like way off in the distance and you're running and you're like, God, I hate this, <laughs> right? Jesus understands Probably better than you do. <laughs> he knows the season you're in. He has compassion on you. It's okay to say, God, this is hard. This is heavy. I don't like this. But our job is to remain obedient and just be, all right, Lord, not my will, but your will. So Jesus models this perfectly. He absolutely, he's, he is our, if you're looking for a blueprint of what the, what the Christian life looks like, look at Jesus. He was obedient in season. He was obedient out of season. He was obedient when he was in season and he knew that their father required something different. So this is what the fig tree shows us. Okay. So um, that's where if you jump into John 519 where it says he only did what he saw the father do. Right. Um, I tell you the truth. The son of man can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does, the son does also. So let's cut to the fig tree, right? Now, again, go with me here. 
This is, this is what God was showing me. Why would you put that passage in scripture, Father, that, that you cursed a fig tree? Okay, well, check this out. If I want to demonstrate a principle of the kingdom, the Father wanted Jesus to demonstrate a principle of the kingdom. Go to that fig tree that is not the season for figs and require figs. How many of you know if it's not the season for figs and Jesus goes to that fig tree, guess what season it is for that fig tree? Fig season. (laughs) Time to make figs. I don't know how we're going to do it, but he will make a way. But then Jesus uses that, or yeah, Jesus uses that and I should say the Father because he only did what he saw the Father do. So the Father was demonstrating, I am Lord over every season. Science, I made it, right? He, goes, he uses that. I love this right here. He uses that in Mark eleven twenty three, right? When he says, I tell you the truth, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and, it will, and does not doubt in his heart but believes what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Well, how does that relate to the fig tree? It means that if the fig tree is not in season for figs, I have a supernatural father in heaven who can make that thing bear figs. Right? So if this mountain plays by my rules in season, well, a mountain can't throw itself into the sea. It can now. (laughs) You know what I mean? What is required in that season from that mountain? Oh, it goes into the sea. Because I believed and I did not doubt and I'm connected to the father. All right? So... So he uses that as a launching point to teach that, oh, actually, <laughs> obedience in every season and in out of every season is all dependent on the voice of the Father and not on the season. So as much as we need to be within the season that God has called us to and abide by where to, and be obedient to the point where it costs us something, we also need to be open to the fact that if he says it's time, saddle up and be ready. So, all right. Um, all right. Because we are servants of the one who made the seasons. All right. So Ecclesiastes 3, 3.11 um, says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men, yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Okay, because he sees the whole timeline. Right, and we see it like where where we're at, but he makes everything beautiful in his time. So, because he knows the season that you're in and where that season is leading you to, when we're obedient to him, he will make that thing that you're supposed to do right now that you don't understand why so fruitful when it's reaping season, right. So I'm walking this tension. I don't want to say, I don't want to say, stay in the season you're in and do not sway, because that would be that would be wrong. That'd be an error, because the fig tree shows us that's not true. But I also don't want to say, do so much in every season and produce fruit everywhere, because otherwise Jesus wouldn't have said it's not my time. So truth is held, like Bill Johnson says, in tension. This is true, this is also true. So how do, we, how do we go forward? Yes, we keep in step with the Spirit. We are constantly listening and being obedient to his voice. His voice is the only one that matters. And he's the only one who can tell you the season you're in. 
Not the season you were before in or the season you see coming, but him. His voice tells you the season you're in. So, all right. Um, And then, uh, yeah, I think, look at that. I'm doing so good on time. I don't want to bore you all to sleep. That's the problem. (laughs) All right. Last time I was like, and then, and then, and then. Anyway, (laughs) all right. So, um, all right. So what does this come to? What is the conclusion of all this? We need to seek him for the season we're in and and be obedient to what he tells us. What does that look like? Number one, say no. Learn to say no. My dad used to say this growing up, and I love him for it. He used to say, no sets you free. Right? If I am so bent on people pleasing, right, that I say yes to everything, what happens is I may be so stretched out, right? I may be so stretched out. My family is number one priority in this season, so I'll just use my life as a demonstration. I am, like God has said, I have given you grace to do family. What does that look like? Learn how to be a father. When you mess up, say you're sorry, right? Learn how to serve your wife. She needs help. Don't just say, see ya. Going fishing, which I've done. (laughs) More times than I can count. (laughs) Right? But do this season well. Two, say yes. When, even when it costs you something. If the Holy Spirit says, Sam, I require you to go and give so-and-so a hand. They need help. Ah, well, I don't really want to do that. Right? Sounds hard. Is it up to me? No. No, it's up to him. And so vice versa, you have to seek him in the yes and you have to seek him in the no. And I feel like a lot of times you could push back and say, okay, well, for instance, let's go after healing. Healing is a perfect demonstration of if you have faith and you do not doubt, I will bend the laws of science and nature for your good, right? Or for the good of the person you're praying for. So if if I see, let's just make something up, someone with an ankle injury, I can go to the Bible and say, oh, God, it's his will to heal, right? So I know, okay, just go pray for it. But if I don't seek him before that, then I'm in error again. Because even though I may think that I know, his ways are not my ways, and his thoughts are not my thoughts. That's Isaiah 40, right? In every situation, even when I think I understand the season or the time or the thing, I seek the Father and say, God, what is it that you want me to do in this moment? Even if it costs me something. Okay, so, and then the other thing is don't be swayed by what you feel others' expectations for you are. And that's where David's asking me to preach. It's three months early. I'm like, he's expecting me to come up with something, right? Or have something, right? Which I could do. How many of you know I can read the Bible and find a word that is about God? But I can only get a word from God if he inspires it. So if it's not ready and you need to say no, say no. And let him develop that in you. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that disobedience is a big deal in the kingdom. 
Jesus' life is a model. I am obedient in every season. Okay, what does that look like? Oh, that means I gotta just, I am not my, my life is not my own. Okay, so, because we're living sacrifices, I love Jamil and worship today. Yes. He's just like preaching to me and worship, like, yes, Lord, I'm a living sacrifice. Just like take my, burn my whole body on the altar. We'll do it. <laughs> just do it. Um, all right, so, and so don't, you're serving a God, not other people, right? Yeah. And not all of us are orange trees, right? right. <laughs> not all of us are apple trees. Your place at work, right, and all of you know, most of you know, I work for the city, right? My main role for work is to work for the city of Othello. But, That is just as much ministry as the missionary in Honduras, who I admire and want to be, or the martyr who goes to Mecca, right? Who's like, I'm going to sell it all out for Jesus, and I'm going to do this thing, and it's going to be awesome, and I'm going to burn up in a cloud of glory, right? Like, come on, right? <laughs> I, was, I grew up in the church, so I'm like, oh, I'm reading Jesus Freak, the book. Like, that's how I want to die, you know? <laughs> Like when I'm 90, I'm going to Mecca with a torch, <laughs> right? Okay, so bottom line is we're not all the same, and that's okay. And so you may look at, you know, for me and my family, getting the kids in the van is the hardest part of our life. <laughs> we're going to go to the grocery store, guys. Okay, <sighs> huddle up. <laughs> I'm going to need some things from all of you. Shoes, praying primary. Number, I should just put a shoe shelf in the minivan at this point and be like, they're all there, all right, just in case. Okay, so but that, is, all right, that is the hardest part in my life. <laughs> it's silly saying it, but it's true. All right, but you look at, if I look at my brother and his family, those kids get in the car before he whispers we're leaving, and they got everything, you know what I mean? And I'm like, sucks to be me right now. Right? Right? Okay. Right? Okay. If you got that reference, we're friends. All right. So, but the bottom line, right? So, I'm like, why can't I have that measure of grace, God? Can you give my kids the the self-determination to please their dad at every moment? That'd be awesome. Be good. We're working on that. Just a few months out, production. Okay, so, but we're not all the same, and it's okay. It's okay to be in one season and understand that, that I may want, I may look at the fruit-bearing season of my life differently than God does. Wow, that was totally, think about that. I may be, I may look at the fruit-bearing season of my life differently than God does. Because the fruit-bearing season of my life might be right now, when I'm teaching my kids how to put their shoes on. Oh, that is totally not me, guys. That's the Holy Spirit. That was really good. Thank you, Jesus. It, it's true, though, because we, we, a lot of times we look at the porch to the altar theology, right? How much time do I got? Three minutes. All right, I'll wrap this up. All right, the porch to the altar, whereas everything I do up here is holy and consecrated to God, right? And then I walk home, and everything I do from here to there is just, I'm just living, right? I'm just existing. I'm trying to get the kids back in the van. But 
But actually, God takes our whole life. It's all laid out for him. And he says, that is pleasing to me. Not what you did here in front of 200 people. Not what you did you know, on a mission trip in Africa, but what you did at home with your kids when you were really upset in the middle of the night and you showed love. Or when you're taking out the trash for your wife the 14th time because she didn't do it herself. <laughs> that actually never happens, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm the one who needs to be taking out the trash, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, but that's the whole thing is, is we need to see our life the way that God does, which is the fruit-bearing season is... It's up to him. What is your ministry? Seek him for it. What season are you in? Seek him for it. Know his voice and listen. He's a good shepherd. And he has compassion on the season you're in. But he also is going to require you to sacrifice in seasons where you don't think sacrifice is in order. <laughs> so, all right. So, that is... Yeah, I think I, I think I wrapped that up. When I came out in the morning after the Lord gave me the rest of this, um, this word, I, he took me out to this tomato plant that I have, and uh, <clears throat> he starts to show me all the fruit that I have on it. It's like, I haven't pruned it, right? And so he started to speak to me about me not pruning it. He's like, look at all this fruit that's growing, right? This is a plant that has said yes to everything, right? I'll grow here, and I'll grow here, and I'll grow here, and I'll grow here. And he began to speak to me, because I know something about plants, which is, is the more ripe they get when the fruit gets to harvest, the heavier they get. So if this plant is here, and this plant is here, the weak spot is the middle, and it's going to break. And what will happen is this fruit here will never reach fruition because this fruit here wasn't cut off. So if my life is like a tomato plant and I say yes to everything in every season, the growing season, I'm not pruned. No, we're not growing that way. We're not growing this way. We're going this way. This is the heart of your life, Sam. This whole thing that's laid out before me, this is what I want it to look like. If I go and say yes to all these different things, the fruit that is supposed to come from my life will be either not ripe, I won't have the strength to get it to ripe, and I'll be really sad at the end going, I really wasted my life, right? Or it will break me to get it there. I think it's the same thing, but look at that. So understand that what you say no to is just as important as what you say yes to. And keep in step with the Spirit. All right, so I'm wrapping it up. In conclusion, here's the question. How do you know what season you're in? There's two things, and my wife pointed these out. She's like, what are the keys here? She's always like, what can I take away? I'm like, what can I say? <laughs> All right. What you can take away is this. Follow the peace. You ever pray about something and you don't have peace? You're like, oh, should I do this? Oh, man, it feels like I'm working to do that. Peace probably isn't on it. Seek the Lord. Answer it in your mind. I, what I like to do is like this. Okay, if I say no, how do I feel? Right, the question is, do I do this? Okay, no. I feel anxiety. Okay, hold on. Say yes, yes, I'm going to do this. I feel peace. 
That's what I do. All right? And the same is for grace. If I am in this season, I'm going, I've got all the kids going to the car, and so-and-so's like, can you help me with this? Yeah, and then I come home and I'm angry because I went and did this. There wasn't grace to do that thing. There's time to chop that thing off and allow the thing that God is doing to get ripe. Everybody sees I'm getting the kids in the car? All right. One, two, three, we're missing one. All right, so, okay. So, what season are you in and are you trying to do too much in that season? These are questions. Do you need to cut some things out of your life so that something really beautiful will grow with what's been given to you. Follow the grace, follow the peace, but most importantly, follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. All right, okay. Let's pray. (laughs) All right. Oh, yeah, stand with me, stand with me. Khaki shuffle, everybody. Khaki shuffle. All right. Oh, Holy Spirit. I thank you so much, God, that you have placed each one of us in different seasons, Lord, and that we're all bearing fruit that is pleasing to you one way or another. I pray that you would reveal that to us, reveal areas where we can cut things out of our life so that our life is a pleasing sacrifice, acceptable to you, Lord, so that we can glorify you in everything we say and do, Lord, because we aren't trying to do what you're not doing. Lord, teach us what you're doing and how we can please you, Father, in every season. Lord, we honor you, we we glorify your name. You are the one worthy of our sacrifice, of our whole life, Lord. It is worthy to give our whole life away to you because you are that good and you are so kind to us. Lord, I just pray a blessing over each person as they leave the room, Lord, that your spirit would go with them and they would feel the favor of your face shining on them today. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to partner with OFC, you can give on our website, othellofoursquare.org. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time.